You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial 7 now. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Hello, Mr. Handsome. I have not heard from you in a while. How is everything? Good, good. Yeah, there was a lot of drama going your way over you and your husband. So I hope that's all been settled in. I know how drama is a big thing in those uh, prison cells and the prison population. Yeah, definitely. Well, good, good. Uh, you know, it's it. I know it's tough. I know it's very stressful and traumatic, but you're doing a very good job of uh, taking care of business in there and maintaining your sanity. A drug overdose? And you found him in your cell? Did you know he was using drugs? Oh, boy. Well, you know, it is easy to get drugs into a prison. Yeah, I, I don't really get into things that get out of prison, but I don't think they're really concerned about people sending things out. But getting in, right, with the with the mandates, reducing staff, and and people just, you know, they're not really making enough money and they don't care. Right, yeah, I know. There's a there's a few that's that I know that's done the early retirement. It's just that it's a shame that somebody would die in prison from a drug overdose. Well, yeah, that I know, and I hear more of it from the people who are incarcerated than I do on the the, the press on the outside. We just don't get that information. And it's a, it's a shame that the DOC figures they have to delay that kind of stuff. I'm sure it's th dealing with you need to talk to the family first. And if the family wants this information revealed, because in many cases, families are embarrassed that their loved one is even in prison. And then the fact that they die from suicide or drug overdose or maybe both. Or even, you know, getting into a, a fight. But I'm not going to say that the DLC isn't responsible. It's almost like a, a towing company. When a towing company tows a car, it should come back to the person in the same condition it was when it went in to the impound lot. And so if an individual is arrested and put in prison... That person should not come back out in worse shape, worse health, or even dead. Should be better shape than when the uh, was entered into the system. And then, uh, at best, come out just as healthy and uh, just as um, in same condition you know as going in so i i really i really don't see why that's such a difficult policy to follow or, or difficult law to adhere to it's yeah 
I know, I know a lot of people don't care. And uh, I've heard that pretty much every day. But to, you know, I, I just so, I feel so sorry for the family. A drug addiction is a disease. It's like alcoholism. You have 60 seconds remaining. You cannot do this lightly. Right? Wow. It's just, wow. Okay, well, um, you know, if you if you need me to contact the family, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send out a, a message, text message or something to the family. Just uh, send me the You have 30 seconds remaining. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely get it out. We, this kind of stuff needs to be out there. And I know I have some on my, my channel right now too. So we'll, we'll get it going. Yeah. Good. Okay. Take care of yourself. It was nice hearing from you again. Well, hello. Welcome to AQS Inmate Call. I am your host, Joel Wilborn, and this is uh, another conversation based on real life events. This one was mentioned by James Curtis on my YouTube channel, the Joel Wilborn YouTube channel under OxyWord, where he was talking about uh, drugs going into the uh, prison through a uh, prison official and there being an overdose and then I've heard a few inmates in jail that mention things that go on inside the jail like King County Jail and we don't hear about it in the public and if we do it might be later on and that could be because they need to clear it before it's released or it could just be shuffled under the, the rug because it's not something that the public should be hearing about, I guess. But either way, we can't really blame the prison officials. You know, drugs are going to get into the system because the you see the people that deal in these drugs are clever. They know how to manipulate the system. Like in the uh, women's prison, they'll manipulate the the uh, prison officials. And that's something uh, that prison officials are trained to look out for. And they wouldn't be mentioning this in their training. They wouldn't be mentioning this in, you know, in their uh, policy if it wasn't a concern, if it didn't happen or it was a minor issue. And uh, I just feel bad for the families that get caught up in this. And I especially feel bad for the people who go into the prison and their addiction is just fueled even further. I know I went into a local marijuana shop and uh, the people in there were very familiar with the type of uh, drugs that are placed into the prison. 
And uh, it doesn't surprise me that they would know, because I'm sure some of the people go to these shops and buy the items and then just sneak them into the prison. It's just that it's so easy to get the drugs. It's so easy to transport and 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 make a profit off these drugs. I've reported as many as I could, but now I've just gotten to the point where why bother? I'm constantly attacked by the DLC, and if this is something they can't handle on their own, and then you know we need to bring it to the public's attention. We need to we need to just stop it. And uh, I. When I was in law enforcement, I didn't really deal too much with prison drugs. It was mainly in the community, and, and the people were passing it over the the um, passing it out into the community, and and um, you know, getting it to the children in the schools workplace and uh, we wanted to concentrate on the source we wanted to stop the, the, the people from passing the drugs out in our state and that was fun I really enjoyed catching these people because you get this this great sense of accomplishment you know not only did we take the drugs off the street but we found the source of the drugs and we shut it down and it's getting harder and harder because people are getting clever and clever to to get them out there so i i definitely can understand both sides i did undercover works so i know what it's like to buy and sell them and uh, i did the uh going to the court and doing the investigations and you can see how clever they are in the things they use and especially when I pick people up from prison on the ride home I hear all these little stories about how things are done and it is very clever I'm not investigating this I'm not a contract person and uh, I can tell what's going on in prisons without lifting a hand it's just given to me so I know prison officials know these things if I can get that information easily and if any of the people in this audience can get that information easily prison officials can get it easy too and when I talk to them it's like oh yeah the, the drug population is it's tough and we're working on it you can stop it this is a controlled environment it's like a military base and if you have walls all around it and you have officials watching cameras and, and patrolling the walls and patrolling the grounds and there's only one entrance and drugs are getting through that one entrance come on now there should no, not be COVID there should not be drugs or weapons or any dangerous contraband going into the prisons and it certainly shouldn't be an outbreak of a pandemic inside a prison 
there's people that just turn the other they just turn away they don't pay attention to what's going on they don't care and we can't get folks to care but if we find out people are letting drugs get past them they shouldn't be there at the prison we need people that are dedicated at the prison that care about the people that are in there and will put a stop to it and once somebody is caught with drugs in the prison that's when you do a big lockdown if everybody has to be locked in the cells and if we have to bring in you know resident uh drug enforcement people let's do that let's this there's no reason for prison a controlled environment like that to be a dangerous spot and if uh if it's so important to the public to lock people up we got to go through the extra effort to protect them i just it just blows me away to think how you have such a, a huge leak in such a system that should be very easy to protect and i know out here you know when it comes to schools people don't want the schools to have metal detectors and and drug sniffing dogs and law enforcement people walking around they don't want their children to feel like they're in prison and i can understand that for the schools and we need to work on a way to make schools in the united states safer but a prison is different they don't have the freedom that school children have and there's a lot we can do to protect them that we can't do out in the public not too many people are going to complain if we up the staff at a prison so we have two choices spend the, the time and money to improve prison safety or just don't send people to the prison and i know they're talking about soft on crime a drug addict has no business being in a prison somebody who writes bad checks or somebody who's stealing cars you know these are these are things that we can work on and we can stop them from doing it if they if they continue to do it yeah keep them in there because they know the risk and they keep taking it uh people who uh abuse and uh, neglect children uh, people who are constantly violent you let them out and they, and they, they go for revenge against the people that were witnesses against them or that were hiding from them you know if we if we feel that risk is high that these people are going to reoffend or and cause a great danger to the community they should be in a prison but we don't need i would say we could actually have one big male prison and one big female prison in every state two prisons in every state and once uh they become full 
then we should start looking at what we got here. Because that should tell us that we got a problem. You know, if you live in a community and it's constantly flooding, you need to work on a way to fix it rather than just building more communities and moving people around. Let's just take a prison and take ownership of that prison. And I think we'd be more motivated to save money and make this thing work if we didn't have so many choices to be moving people around and so many beds that we can just say, oh, you uh, you stole two cars last month for sending you to prison for 10 years. And just as we're working with this and, and, and rethinking our, our, our plan of action, the prison population will go down. It's just a natural thing. We've got uh, alternative programs that, that are well received. There's a lot of violent offenders who just are lost. They, they don't know that there's an alternative out there. There's been many people that I've picked up from prison that I'm teaching about community services that they never knew about. They get up and they figure that drugs are the only way to make money or that their uh, violent friends are the only ones that will accept them or their uh, way of life is the only way that they, they, they can live. They don't realize that there's other choices out there. And it's nice to be able to share that with them and get them off the, the streets and away from crime. And I do that with one or two people. But imagine the state taking that effort to keep people out of prison. We could accomplish quite a bit. And we can definitely reduce the prison population. The state of Washington is doing that. Other countries are doing that. We don't need a huge prison population. A lot of these folks don't need to be in there. What we need to do is get people back out on the streets, making money, paying taxes, and contributing to the community, and giving advice, sharing their experiences with other folks. If uh, a student has a bad mentor, is looking up to somebody that's just, you know, a real person or not, that's just a bad influence, there's a good chance this person's going to commit a crime, a violent crime. But if we can change that, if a person's looking out for help and there's somebody who's been there, who understands what they're going through and talks to them, that's a better weapon than taking away people's rights. You know, the more we take away rights, the less we're going to be happy in this country. We need to keep our rights and just find alternative ways to deal with the situation. Creating new laws isn't going to solve it. Locking more people up isn't going to solve it. But working with folks, each person in prison is there for a different reason. Let's find out why. And let's find out what we can do to help these folks get away from this type of lifestyle. And I'm 100% for that. I really think we can solve this 
in a, a permanent manner by simply working with the individuals. We know what the people did that are locked up in prison. The ones who are the danger, the ones that's living next door, that's uh, driving down the street, or that's uh, working down the road from us. We don't know what they're going to do. And they're more of a danger than the people that's locked up. And when these people get out, they have a tough time finding a job, finding a place to live, protecting their family. And once this, the sentence is served, it should be put behind them. And I'm looking forward to doing that too. I ask that you go ahead and tune in to my YouTube channel, the Joel Wilborn YouTube channel. Look up OxyWord. You'll find some people in there who are giving some heartfelt advice to help you, to help your family, to help your friends, and to help uh, young people that are just looking for some advice. And we even have a person who's uh, host a podcast, which I highly recommend that you uh, tune into. So thanks for tuning in and uh, have yourself a wonderful day and go out and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.